The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And once again, this week is no exception. We've got a return guest, one of our favorites on Guys Guys Radio, the amazing Silka Schwarzkopf. She is the host of Second Act TV. It is a exploding YouTube channel focused on relationships and dating for the over 50 crowd. And we're going to talk about just that. We're going to talk about from a Guys Guys and a Second Act TV perspective, some of the wants and desires that people who are in the dating um, pool, if you will, over 50. What do they want? What are they looking for? Uh, and are they on the right track or are they kidding themselves on some aspects of that? Because sometimes, as you know, we want things that we really want, but we find out later that they may have not been the things that are best for us. And that can certainly be attributed to the dating scene and to relationships also. So we're going to get into all of that. You know, it's interesting that the over 50 crowd, there's so many single people out there. I believe the number is around 35% of individuals in America over 50 are single. So that's a pretty deep pool of prospects out there. So if you're in that marketplace and you're looking for a new partner or for a partner just in general, um, there's a lot of folks out there who are looking also. So you might want to start by looking at yourself, thinking about who you are, what you are, what you have to offer somebody else, thinking about at this, at this stage of your life, the over 50 time frame, what is important to you? Is it the same things uh, that were important when you were 25? Probably things have changed a bit. You may have been married. You may have gotten a divorce. You may be a widow or a widower. You might have kids. Maybe not. And maybe you're just looking for the right companion, or you're looking for a friend with benefits partner, or you're just looking for old, good old-fashioned love. I know it took me a while to find the right uh, relationship. I was over 50 when I got married. I had been very happily single for many years. I had a lot of uh, relationships. I had a few long-term relationships. They didn't work out in the long run, but I am very appreciative of the time spent together with those partners. They're wonderful people, and I wish them nothing but the best. And after the, one of the big relationships of mine kind of ended, I asked myself, you know what? Am I doing something wrong? What is, why am I not finding the right partner? And I knew during that past relationship that it probably wasn't the the best one for me long-term that had played out its string, but I had to really ask myself, what am I looking for? What am I missing? What is it about me that is impacting my search? And I think a lot of people project onto the other person and they think about, okay, this person did me wrong, that person did me wrong, I don't like the way they did this or that. 
And rarely do they look inside and say, what do I need to do differently? Or is there something I need to do differently? And I think it's about two things. I think number one is, for me at least, it was about, I had the epiphany that I had to look into my heart and, and learn that I did not have, I was not providing room for somebody else to enter my heart. And that was a huge breakthrough for me that I, I, I know I wanted to share things in life, but I wasn't making room for somebody else. And once I had that epiphany, then things became easier. And the other part of it, for me at least, was that I put myself in a position of receiving instead of pursuing. And that made a huge difference for me also. So we're going to get into all of that and more with our special guest, the host and producer of Second Act TV, my buddy, Silke Schwarzkopf. So let's get at it. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, and it is the interview conversation portion of our show. And I'm delighted that one of our favorite guests here at Guys Guys Radio is back today, Silka Schwarzkopf. She is the host and uh, talent, major talent on Second Act TV. As you know, I've been a guest on there many times. It's for relationships and dating over 50. And guess what? That's what we're going to talk about today here on Guys Guys Radio. All things about dating, relationships, what men want, what women want over 50. Silka, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me back. You know, I always love talking with you. So yes, I'm honored that you invited me back again. (laughs) Well, a a quick note to everybody. Make sure you subscribe to Silka's rapidly growing YouTube channel. The show is Second Act TV. You can see me on there many times and a lot of other terrific guests and experts on all things relationships and dating, all things over 50. Um, So let's start right at the kind of the big picture here. Um, in your estimation, because you've talked to so many different experts, Silka, and you have your own experience also, how has dating and relationships changed in your estimation for singles over 50? Oh, my goodness. There, uh, a lot. <laughs> and I, this is such a or could be such a deep conversation, depending on where we want to take this, because uh, here, let, let me start here. One in every three people over 50 is single. So this topic is huge for our demographic. And the reason that they're single is a lot has to do with divorce. There is a very high divorce. The highest divorce rate is over 50 uh, versus the younger people. And they come back. We come back you know, on the market, so to speak, after having been perhaps married uh, for a long time, maybe we're widowed or divorced. I mean, there's there's different reasons. Uh, but one constant is that many people, many people have been not been dating for 20, 30 years. And now, boom, <laughs> you know, your mentality is back where we were in, in, in high school or whatever you were, however, however old you were, or what you were doing when you were dating before. That's what you know. And you have to learn from there. And yeah, I think things, things not, have changed not, a not lot. Easy. <laughs> not easy. And, uh, and as, as we know, like folks over peak, 50 occasionally and often, I'll say not occasionally, but often have trouble with change and particularly guys where you get set in your ways and, and that's it. And you get thrown back out there in the, the dating pool, if you will. And that can be very tough. Who, who do you find it tougher for uh, from the experts and from your own 
uh, perspective uh, for men or for women who get thrown back into the dating pool when they're over 50? I don't, I don't know. I think it kind of depends on, you know, the individual, everybody's individual. I think if I'm going to generalize, maybe, maybe it is men. Maybe it is men, uh, because like you said, the 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 adaptation adaptation easy for me to say to change uh, comes maybe a little bit slower, or they they're uh, afraid isn't the right word. Maybe hesitant to look foolish or make mistakes or be rejected, uh, which of course is a huge part of you know dating, sure. and 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 men get the brunt of that as they I guess still do. Uh, but it's it's difficult for for everybody, you know, with women, especially as you're older, you know, we the body doesn't look the same. Things are going south as they are for men. But I think women take that a lot harder than men do. And women are judged by that a lot harder than men are. Uh, I think I agree with you completely. You know, it's interesting now there's a because of the numbers you quoted, one third of people over 50 are single. There's a yeah. new show, The ba- The Bachelor, they're doing yes. a senior Version. They've got this, you know, kind of chiseled looking guy with the nice gray hair who's yeah. 70. And uh, I'm interested yep. to see what happens with that. I'm not a I don't watch The Bachelor, but um, I think that's very curious and interesting. That's that's happened because the boomer market, the, you know, they're sitting on a lot of money and um, mm-hmm. it's a it's a market that, you know, they don't just go away. Yeah. It, it's, it's, no. <laughs> and it's interesting. I'm, you know, since moving here to Southern California, I notice all the, I see these cars like, wow, that's a great car. Look at that Corvette, my orange one and this one. And it's always I look and it's not the young guys in the cars. It's mm-hmm. these guys who are like seven years old driving around their, you know, their hot cars. And it's because I guess fair or not fair. But truth be told, the boomers have a lot of money and they're they're spending it at, at, at that point. So how does uh how does money come into the conversation when it comes to dating over 50? Well, you, you, again, we can attack that from different uh, ways. And let, and let me, this, I think this is interesting or you might find this interesting. When I first started this show it was roughly 10 years ago when this, when this uh, idea, you know, came to fruition and I originally wanted to do a television show. I'm a producer by trade. And I actually, I had written a whole, a whole, uh, well, they call it a Bible <laughs> in production to present to the networks, you know, a 13 season. And, um, repeating show, not not like the bachelor, nothing like that, but but about yeah, starting over again after fifty and dating and, and what all that entails in a reality type format. And everybody uh, I spoke with just oh, what a great idea! We've never heard this before. Well, but you know, nobody's going to put money there. Why? Why and not? That, because the, because of the demographic, nobody, nobody. Meaning the networks, the advertisers, and you you would know this, you were in advertising forever. That 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 market, you didn't exist. It was the the, the coveted market, uh, I think it's 2538 right, or something right, like right. that. It's that's where all the advertising money goes. That it and it was ridiculous because the, the statistics, what to your point again, what the boomers bring, they have all the disposable income. Yeah. And nobody was catering to yeah, our exactly. demographic. Exactly. And I was actually ahead of my time because five years later, all that changed. And that is how the Golden Bachelor, I know, came to be. It's because nobody watches network television anymore. I shouldn't say nobody. You know, you know what I mean? The, right. I mean, it's now streaming and whatever. And it is, it's a perfect move 
to to get what maybe has the potential to be a very you know popular show. I've never like with you. I've never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I just think it's the dumbest. I, I just was like God. But I will be watching this. <laughs> I want to see how they treat this. And and you know, I'll, I'll say it on your show. I'm going to try to get him on second act as well as the dating coach who who is running idea. that. Oh, I love it. I love it because we I, we're I, the audience for that show. Mm-hmm. I think you'll get him because it's a perfect venue for him. And um, obviously he's going to get a lot of press and who knows, maybe he'll get a spinoff show, whatever. They haven't done the mail, you know, the husbands of Beverly Hills yet, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. When are they going to do a thing with the with the guys? But I guess the reason is because men don't behave the same. They don't group together and share all their stuff and piss around exactly. and argue with each other the way that the ladies do on those shows. There's not yeah. as much conflict with the guys. It's like, I'm done with you. And that's it. You know, guys don't like, we're not going to go get catty with one another back and forth. It's going to be sorry. Take, you know, take a, take a hike. But it's interesting. You mentioned the money because mm-hmm. with advertising, it was all about, and I'm saying was going after those folks who are getting into the market and going to make decisions as to what brands they buy. Right. And then the thought was they buy them over and over again. Well, that's yep. not the case anymore because everything's so disposable and the boomers have a lot of money and they're looking for ways to, you know, to spend it and, mm-hmm. uh, and their money, they have a lot of passive in- income also because the way the yeah. financial system is set up, it's just like printing money and it's not, it's not right. tethered to anything really. So the, mm-hmm. the money creates money. And, uh, that's a huge market for advertisers now. It is huge. Well, and, and, and it is. It's become that way. I mean, it is. They're they, they're actively going after that now, where they were actively avoiding it uh, ten years ago. And I experienced. I experienced it. Did I already say this? From the head of development for the own the Oprah's network. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love this show. What a girl we I want to do. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get signed by own. She goes, but we're trying to skew younger. Mm-hmm. That was like turned me off. I never watched Own again after that. <laughs> you know, it's in, it's interesting to that there is a prejudice, if you will, against younger even workers in that in the TV business. I have a friend who's a mm-hmm. screenwriter. He said, and he's great at writing TV stuff. Mm-hmm. He and I wrote our this uh, scripted series based on my novel together, and he's now yeah. screenwriter in Hollywood, and he teaches at USC. He said, I can't get a job on a TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm over mm-hmm. thirty five. Mm-hmm. So, but the people who are watching those shows now, how old are they? I wonder, because they're all streaming and uh, it's, it's well, a they're re- different re- landscape. They're rebooting, rebooting all the stupid 70s shows. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that's coming back is just, it's nuts. Like, is, can somebody ideas? come up with something new? Exactly. Yeah, it's it, it really is. You know, they want they try to play it safe, which is what t- television the network have always been all about. They try to find, you know, whatever's whatever's hot. Well, let's do that 10 other times. And that's why that's why they're dying. Network is dying and and all these creative people have come, you know, to either cable and then now streaming and and now YouTube. I mean, it's right. just yeah, it's it's a different world. And and as it has influenced relationships. <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's something that we have to ad- adapt to, in, you know, for many different reasons. So let's go back to our uh, focusing on the men and the women with the relationships. We've we've done a good job, I think, of, of kind of painting the picture as to what's going on out there and how things are changing and changing mm-hmm. faster than ever. So mm-hmm. then you have these folks who have been in a relationship maybe 20, 30 years, and they're thrown back into this swirling pool, this dating pool. And 
I guess it's a good thing. There's, there's a lot of them at least. So mm-hmm. then none of them know what to do, but there's a whole bunch of them. So maybe there's a way of uh, working with each other. But what do you find from your discussions with your experts and from your own uh, experience and perspective? What are, What is it that that women want when they're over 50 that maybe they didn't put as much emphasis on when they were younger? Well, they definitely, yeah, they, they definitely uh, aren't looking for someone to have children with. (laughs) (laughs) And that actually, I mean, be somewhat facetious, obviously, but uh, that makes a big difference in what you want from a man. You know, I mean, it's not drastically different, perhaps, but enough to where what I would have wanted in my 20s or 30s or what I thought I wanted in my 20s and 30s. You know, we've gotten a little older, a little wiser, and and we realize now that, you know, the whole compatibility uh, aspect of it means a lot more than, uh, you know, the, the chemistry, the exploding chemistry. You have to have chemistry, absolutely. But in order to be uh, have the relationship last, there has to be a connection. And I don't think that the young people really think that way. Some do. Again, I don't want to, I don't mean to generalize, you know, everybody, but I think the 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 emphasis on chemistry, on uh, well, starting a family, on, you know, whatever lies ahead, career, you know, all that stuff, how that affects relationships. Now it's more, you have that behind you. So you want somebody to, to who is compatible, that now you can enjoy what you've created and whatever, if that means, you know, materialistically values, whatever you want somebody that you can enjoy that with mm-hmm. that, that, that is there with you. Makes Does that perfect. make sense? Makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. My special guest on guys, guys radio. I'm speaking with Silka Schwarzkopf. She's the host and producer of second act TV, the YouTube sensation. And we're talking about <laughs> what women want, what men want relationships over 50. So you mentioned something about compatibility. And mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about, I wonder how much when we're younger, when we're dating it, a lot of it's about in the now, or you project out about 10 years or so, and maybe it's a family or this and that, but mm-hmm. if, if, if the family's not in the picture anymore and of interest, uh, Sophie Viagra or what? It's not Viagra. <laughs> Sophie, the actress, um, she was on the Modern Family, and she had a oh, the, husband, the, husband the, younger, yes, yes, yes. Joe something yes, yes, or other. Yes. Anyhow, yes. and they they're breaking up because he wants to have kids, and she's I think a little bit older than him, and she has like a thirty year old child, and she's like that's that's off the table from what I've read. So that's interest interesting. So I, my point is, what how. How much in the future do people over 50 who are looking for a relationship look in terms of what they want out of it? There's compatibility that could be sitting on the couch together watching a streamed show mm-hmm. or it could be fine. or it could be how a consideration could be. How many meds does this person take? How healthy are they? How long <laughs> are they going to be sitting on my couch with me before I'm back to my cat or whatever? And so what's what do you hear about that in terms of the perspective? of the over 50s dater. Well, I, I think you you just you know said it. It unfortunately, yeah, we're we're you know we have uh, more behind us than in front of us, which is one of the reasons that a lot of people wake up after fifties. Like, do I want to keep living like this? Also, a reason I started the show. And you do you do think it well. You think about the now. You know, is this? Ha- I want to have fun now. I want to enjoy my life now. I want to you know, can I do that now? And then once you start getting serious, or or perhaps relate relationship is leading that way you you do think about this you think about retirement 
Like, what does retirement look like for me? What does retirement look like for him? Is that any, you know, do I want to be in uh, California and he wants to be in Florida? Uh, does he want to work forever? Do I, you know, all that kind of stuff you, you, you think about. And health is a huge part of that. It is a huge part of that. Not, not technically, not technically, but typically uh, when you do meet someone, you're, you're, you know, you're on that same, if you're fit, you're going to be attracted to somebody at fit. If you're and you, you, you attract mm -hmm. like, so it shouldn't be anything drastic, but stuff does come up unexpectedly. And it, yeah, it's, it's something that we, we all think about, you know, what does life look like in 10 years from now, health wise? As part of that. Um... How do women then, in your estimation, kind of get started in the process of of meeting a new partner? And I'll speak for the for the guy's perspective. But what do you, what do you hear from what the women in terms of okay, I'm back in the game. I've got to be back in the game. I'm going to go out there and meet some men. I haven't been doing this for a while. Um, I have all these considerations in terms of the type of guy I might want. And he has to be healthy. Has to have some type of money. How do how do they how do they decide how do they go back and get out there well the the number one thing is online dating you know which is another thing that's just such a huge difference uh from we, we didn't have that we didn't have internet we didn't have email we didn't have text <laughs> mm -hmm. you know it's it's the way we communicate and meet people now is completely different and the, the other thing we haven't brought this up yet in this conversation is meeting in person yes. it, it's great you can still go you know meet somebody at a bar or this or that but the way that we're, it's now restricted what is and isn't proper or or protocol or politically correct how men approach women has changed all that for meeting in person we just did a segment uh, with trevor where the you know she just is up in arms about this it's like it's it's really up to women us women well and younger women too if they agree uh to to get flirting back give you know somehow give men the signal it's okay to approach me you know it's okay to talk with me i'm not going to you know start screaming and file a lawsuit <laughs> i mean so many men are you know and i'll ask you from the male perspective of what you hear but that we hear this all the time and that's one of the things that really bothers me with with the 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 you know the younger generations coming up i don't know what that's going to be like 20 30 years from now because it's almost like it, the 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 sexes are being homogenized to where everything's the same well i'm sorry we're not the same you know i physically we are different <laughs> i don't know if we use body parts on your show their youtube doesn't like me saying that <laughs> but we're different. And, and, and those differences also dictate what we want in a relationship, whether we want to admit it or not. And I will stand by that, you know, till the, the, what the cows come, somebody comes home. The cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, different, but equal. I think yeah. the idea is to have everybody's treated the same as humans, which is, yes. which is the right way. But when you get into that, then all the different ways of the cultural uh, how we've been brought up and all of that. Every a lot of things get broken, and yes. uh, you know when you make an omelet, you're going to break some eggs. So it's been it's tough for a lot of people to go through the changes and right. the amount of changes that our generation has gone through um, in a short amount of time is just probably more than any generation ever so far. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and the generations behind us will experience even more change and, yeah. and faster. So it's just yeah. a 
it's really tough. So I think that one of the takeaways is make sure, you know, if you're going back out there, just be kind and be patient because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not the only ship adrift in the ocean. Uh, everybody's out there trying to do the same thing, which is make it, make a connection. So you mentioned something that is very interesting. And again, my special guest is the host of second act TV, the YouTube sensational show, which I'm frequently a guest on, by the way, um, Silka Schwarzkopf is with me and we're talking about relationships and all things over 50. So talk meeting in person. How can you mention women want to give the signals that's okay for guys to, to approach them? What kind of signals do they give? Because a lot of guys are are the guys who are who are most men, I think, tend to learn by doing. And mm-hmm. and so they have to they they have learned to approach women if they're a boomer, probably the old fashioned way in person. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you can approach and meet more and more women sitting at home in your tidy whities. And yeah. once you learn how to do that, I think it can make men lazy. And men are also going to be a little gun shy now by like, am I going to get me too? Uh, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get canceled if I approach this woman and say, you look nice tonight or something. They're, they're gun shy, right or wrong. So how, how do, how does women, how do women without knowing a guy and they're in a crowd, a restaurant or whatever, mm-hmm. and they want to make contact, how do you, you know, how do you reimagine flirting, if you will? Well, one is just to be approachable, you know, and, and the easiest way to do that is to smile. Uh, just, you know, look friendly, maybe look around the room as though you're interested in what's going on. You know, if you're sitting at the bar, maybe you, you swivel back, see what's going on. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're just, you're not just sitting there or on your phone texting or something. And it, and if you do catch, if you, there's somebody there, you know, that, that a specific person that you want to perhaps engage with, well, you, you could smile at, you know, it just kind of, you know. I mean, you, you, <laughs> there's subtle hints you can do without being creepy about it, <laughs> you know, to where the man, oh, well, yeah. Do, 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 I, you, I, do you feel that the men, that the women have the time to, you know, play that game? And uh, and I, I don't mean it in a derogatory sense, but wait around for the guys to, to make a move. Is it OK? Is, do they do you find that they want to they want the guy to approach them, but do they just say, hey, the heck with it? I, I got I'm on the clock here. I got to meet somebody. I like the way he looks and his vibe. I'm going to go approach him. Is that OK mm-hmm. or is that just too much for some women? Um, I Probably both. It's OK. And for some women, it's too much. And we actually talked about that, too, is, mm-hmm. you know, what's the you and I had an episode on yeah. something similar on, you know, chasing versus pursuing, being right. available and just being, you know, uh, and no, I think it's perfectly fine. If you're comfortable with that and just, you know, hey, you know, I, do, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I've never done that. So I, I don't want to give advice mm-hmm. on something I've never done. But, yes, it absolutely is OK. It mm-hmm. absolutely is OK. One of the easiest ways to approach somebody, period, I think, is to talk about something that has nothing to do with meeting in a romantic way. And, and by that, I mean, like in a grocery store, you know, maybe if you're if you're next to you know, somebody in the aisle and they're getting a certain cheese or, you know, oh, do you, do you like that? You know, is that, have you bought that before? I mean, there's stuff like that. In a bar, it's maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't come, can't come up with an example right now, but starting a conversation other than, you know, it's, it's hey, can I buy you a drink? Right. <laughs> you know, we take some of that, that awkwardness um, away, if, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, it's it's tricky because if you like if you're a guy and you approach a woman in the supermarket because people have talked about, about this and ask about, oh, mm-hmm. are these melons uh how you know yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh <laughs> just came up. Those didn't mean that either. <laughs> <laughs> how about Great, these Robert? You're gonna so. get you're gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> But the radar goes up with a, does does the radar go up? I guess it's an individual thing with a lot of women to say, oh, he's trying to hit on me and he's working his way through the broccoli section to do so. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, women do. You just have to judge, just judge for yourself. Go, go with your gut it was the worst thing that can happen to get rejected and i know that that's easier said than done but that really is the worst mm-hmm. thing <laughs> and you know if if women are listening this is one thing a cautionary uh tale or a piece of advice be kind you know there's so right. many so right. many women especially younger women are so nasty so rude so hurtful in in rejecting a man when he's, you know, what he's really, I mean, you should be flattered. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless he's a jerk or, or right. said something totally inappropriate and rude, just be kind. Just go, oh, hey, thanks. It, but, you know, I'm with somebody. You don't have to be ugly about it to where men are not, you know, it, it, with every rejection, you get hardened and hardened and hardened. Right. And a lot of that is caused by, by, you know, especially when we're younger, don't think about the lasting effects of something like that. You know what I think part of it is, Silka, is the, um, the, the computer, the way we communicate mm-hmm. us t- with each other, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, we It's so easy to delete and uh, just dispose yes. of people and to be rude. Um, yes. You know, we look at the comments that we get when I'm on your show or yeah. uh, on my show on YouTube, I get comments. Yeah. And it's so easy for somebody to just come out and say something nasty because they mm-hmm. can get away with it. And then they don't yep. have a profile and you, can, you don't even know who they are or whatever. And right. that, I think, becomes embedded in how they treat people. That they mm-hmm. don't see people as human, the human aspect of it, and it's, yeah. it's, they're disposable because I. This right. is how I communicate online. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's that's, that's a good a, point. And for uh, I guess so for the over fifty crowd, they're not so much in that space. I don't think as the younger people because we've lived differently. We had to do things organically and offline, if you will. So mm-hmm. we had touched earlier about the online dating and the is it a necessary evil and and it's different for, I think, men and women over 50. I'll, t- I'll tell you why I want to get your perspective and from the folks you spoke to, but most importantly, sure. your perspective. I think it's tougher for women because a lot of times they feel that the men aren't being truthful online. And I think for the men, because they learn by doing, and I think they factor in like they're going to get some BS out of it that like this is an easy way to meet women. I don't have to go up in the bar and buy them drinks or say, hi, my name is Lou. I don't have to come up with anything that, you know, if you can type out a few things and keep it going, you can meet some pretty cool women if online. I liked online dating when I was single. Mm-hmm. I found once I got a handle on it and said, I'll just be nice and curious and yeah. see what happens. And uh, and you're going to get rejected and you're going to get disposed of and deleted. But OK, but still, I don't even have to leave the house and I can mm-hmm. I can meet women. But for women, I think they're more sincere uh, about about the romantic process, if you will. And there's something that's not that romantic about the online connection, even though, hey, I'm, I'm married because of a, a Match.com connection. But mm-hmm. I think for, for women, it's tougher that they're putting themselves out there in a way that 
they probably weren't expecting this to happen in our culture, but it's here and it's not going away. And you kind of got to get your arms around online dating. If you're single, if you're a man or a woman over 50, you got to work it into your curriculum. You might have a big, great personality and you're very comfortable. You're in sales or whatever. You love meeting people, but you're probably going to have to have your online dating game in your as an arrow in your quiver to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, online dating is is probably one of the best and worst tools that has come along. It 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 absolutely is one of the best because how how else do you get exposed literally to people all over the world? <laughs> and long distance relationships is something that has grown significant significantly because of that. And and some work, some don't. You know, just like everything else. But uh, it, it, yes, it is a necessary evil, and it's a matter of navigating it. And the biggest thing I think that you have to get used to is that when if you reject it in the the initial phase of online dating, it really isn't the. Re- it's not you. It's not. You know, I don't know why he didn't answer back or this or that, but he doesn't know you, or she doesn't know you. So you really can't be rejected. You just haven't got to that meeting. I think, you know, once once you met someone, you've dated perhaps, you know, even a few weeks and, and then you get to know them say, yeah, this isn't really quite what I thought. Then that's different. Then maybe that has has something to do with you. But initially... I think if people can get that out of their head, we've done videos on this, is that really it's not rejection. It just wasn't a match that 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 helps a lot. And I don't know necessarily if it's harder for, I mean, it's harder for some women. I think the hardest for women is to check that box, that age box. And you and I've done a segment on that, but should, should you lie on your profile? Why and why people do and that, but that's a whole other discussion, Uh, but checking that and realizing that's at least it was for me, let's put it that way. And I never, I never lied. I, you know, I was Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever else I put down. But that's that's a little hard sometimes to where you're you're ugh, I you know I am that old what who who would want me now if if you're insecure which a lot of us are when we come back on we you know sure and then um, the dishonesty with yeah dishonesty is all over the board you just need to expect it and it's not necessarily malicious it's to try to present yourself in the best light and some people just don't see the difference between a lie and a little little over the best light line. That that makes sense. <laughs> that makes makes perfect sense. So, where are yeah. some of the where are some we're talking about relationships and kind of uh, what men, women what men want over fifty? Um, what are some good places that you hear to meet the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever you're looking for when you're over fifty? Dog park. <laughs> as silly as that sounds, I mean that you know you, you have an there's usually only one person walking a dog. And, uh, you know, the assumption is that there's, oh, they could be, they could be single, maybe they're not, but I I've heard there's all kinds of stories about that. So that, you know, consider that. And here's a new one <laughs> and that's being written about all over pickleball. Okay. Pickleball is like, it's, it's the social sport. And there's already tons of articles where people have met on the pickleball court and are now married. And 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 if you're not familiar with pickleball, you know it's similar to. Well, I, I, I'm sure you probably are. It's the fastest growing sp- uh, sport in the United States, if not the world. But everybody, just about anybody, can uh, play. 
It doesn't require a whole lot of uh, a skill set. Not that everybody can, you know, be great at it, but you can certainly play. It, it, it requires talking. There's a there's a constant change of who you're playing with. You know, when, once you get all that, and then there's just this social environment that I can't speak enough about. Uh, think about pickleball. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's interesting because you really get to know who somebody is. They say, well, saying when you play golf with somebody, you get to know yes. who they really are because you mm-hmm. can see their temper and how they deal with frustration and winning and losing and whatever. It tells a lot about somebody because you particularly you spending a couple of hours on the course and your whole personality mm-hmm. is going to come through. Um, I was in uh, up in Carlsbad yesterday at a place that sells a beautiful little place that sells donuts and stuff. And I was sitting there with mm-hmm. my wife. We stopped to have a coffee and their coffee was terrific. And the donuts are terrific there. But the women, I was like, if I was single, I would be getting coffee here every day. It just uh, so maybe is there something with, uh, you know, coffee shops, uh, the ones that are not like a Starbucks where get online and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then you in and out where you go into work, but something a little more in the casual where the more you can sit around, you can ha- have a, you know, it's not qu- quite as rushed a feeling. And you don't want that for a coffee. You know, you might want to, you might be on your way to work. I come from a big city, so it would be get the coffee and go to work. There wasn't that much fraternization when you're getting your coffee. Mm-hmm. But he, out here, I see so many places for coffee and it's so many people like chilling out. Do you think yeah. that's a good place for a woman to meet a guy and vice versa? Probably. I, I don't drink coffee, so I don't I don't know the coffee shops. But when you said that, what came up for me is uh, like we we have a favorite uh, neighborhood restaurant that has a bar with a bartender who's been there 30 years. And his clientele is, is all our age or old. I mean, it, it is our demographic and mm-hmm. it's the most social bar to where yeah, people have met there. I mean, there's couples, of course, go there. But there's always something going on. And next thing you know, you're talking to somebody and then you're introducing them to somebody else. That's, you know, that's a great way to meet through introduction, too. People just need to know. Tell people that you're, oh, yeah, you know, I'm this. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to. I mean, let your friends know. Let your it, let whoever know that you're, you know, you want to date. That's actually a really good way to meet people through through referral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then when, when I there's another another restaurant that has a huge bar uh, where, again, all all our demographic and and a third one, too. And it, it's very social. And yeah. People meet there all the yeah. time. I think I think. Go ahead. No, that's I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. I, I think the key, Silka, is what you said there is the social. It's not about it being a bar. It's being about a meeting place. And exactly. you want to kind of fish where where the fish are in a way that doesn't look like you're fishing, so to speak. Yeah. So I think that that is a great idea. I always uh, suggest that if you're over 50, particularly for women, and you want to meet guys and you don't know where to meet them and you don't want to approach them, just focus on yourself and do activities that you mm-hmm. enjoy. So well, if you like- let, let, me, let me, before I, before I forget, uh, but yes, active meetup groups. Meetup groups are fabulous because yep. it's also targeted. The activity is targeted and you... Uh, yeah, there's there's so many different options of 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 meeting people that way. That's a, that's a that should have been on the top of my list when I started talking with you. You know, it's interesting because I I know a a, a woman in the market and she's like low fifties and mid fifties maybe, and she's in a crypto group. So <laughs> I yep. saw her. I was driving by one day. And I saw her sitting with all these guys with beards and stuff, and it's a crypto group. They're all sitting around scratching their head trying to figure out crypto. 
it's <laughs> hilarious. So it's not just for pickleball groups. You can right. do a meetup group for anything. And the, the point is, you know, do the things that when you're over 50, you're on the clock. So do the things mm-hmm. that you enjoy. And then hopefully you'll find people yeah. who have a similar passion. And that's a great way to meet somebody mm-hmm. if you have a, uh, you know, you have a s- shared desire and share absolutely something. Instead of trying to force your way into like, well, I know the guys are going to be over here, so I'll do that. If you don't want to do it, though, you're not going to do it well, and you're not going to have fun. So just do the stuff you want to do. There's always going to be other, if it's a good thing to do, there's like anything else. There'll there'll always be people. There's plenty of people who go around, and there'll be other people who are engaging in that that area. So if you want to play golf, go play golf. You'll meet people. Mm But exactly. don't hold yourself back trying to second guess like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Where are the just guys? Or where are the women? Exactly. Just do it mm-hmm. as, as the old expression is. So um, what are the traits that women over 50 are, are looking for in guys? Are they different? I know compatibility you mentioned earlier, but I mean it, traits in terms of values and how they take care of themselves, or the monetary situation, the health. Are there, some, are there specific personality traits? Uh, uh, appearance i guess it you know it's it doesn't change that much i guess but i think there's the some skew, the skews change there there's there's some it's fine hold, hold on a minute let me grab this here because i actually had some i ran across this article that i thought was interesting and because they did a uh a, the zooks the dating site they did a uh a comparison between 30s, 40s, and 50s women, what they want in men. And the number one thing is, is honest and trustworthiness. That makes sense. You know, that, that makes yep. sense. Of course, mm-hmm. we want that. Uh, and like integrity. Yeah. But then but then it comes down to um, like the, the uh, in the 50s, I thought this was interesting. Being a gentleman came up in that list. And that didn't even come up in the 30s in the 30s group. And there were a couple other words that were very uh, uh, descriptive, perhaps of our age group or something, or how we grew up that, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, 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 it it, it does come down to compatibility and just being able to spend time, having fun with someone. I think the chemistry does become less and less important at least initially or and and that's something that we actually try to uh convey is that especially for women you know we are so focused on oh my gosh I'll know when he walks in you know I'll know you're the one <laughs> bs you know it's not women especially all the research shows is that you really the, the long term relationships developed over time there wasn't that an immediate spark can actually be a red flag because you're just, you're acting on, on, you know, strictly on on chemistry. So. And and that brings up a great point. And again, my special guest, Silka Schwarzkopf, she's the host and uh, main talent and interviewer on the sensational second act TV YouTube (laughs) show. And, um, and that is sometimes we want things uh, we have an idea in our head and I want to get the woman's perspective Mm. on this. And from also talking with other women uh, experts, um, we want things that may not be in our best interests. How mm-hmm. does that? How does that factor into the over fifty crowd? It, it, well, it, it. I think in fact, yeah. So 
making lists, which is something that a lot of dating coaches recommend, really has to be qualified what that means because it works against or can work against you. You know, the the six feet tall must uh, have this kind of a car, this kind of a job. People actually do that. Women have done that because they think that's what that means. It doesn't. It's about sharing values with someone. You know, it, it goes much deeper than than the peripheral stuff. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that, that women make. I think men are less focused on on doing that and correct me if I'm wrong but women are very focused on well here's what I want here's what I'm looking for you know I have to check all the boxes and that can really work against you especially after 50. Yeah I think with guys and I'm just from my own perspective my own opinion it's a they often have a type mm-hmm. from my from my and but they could break the type and the type mm-hmm. a lot of times is a physical type. Yes. Uh, but. I think that if you look back, and I've done this at the people I've dated and had successful relationships with, mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily my type. Mm-hmm. Some were, some weren't. But I, I you know, it, it, I don't think you can just follow that. Like I have this little rule book, and they must the checklist mm-hmm. because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work, and if it does you know, have a parade. That's great. But (laughs) most likely it's going to be something that grows because when, when something happens too fast, sometimes it burns out just as quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. Sometimes the list is almost some sort of defense mechanism or you put, you're putting up a wall. Like, well, I knew, I knew online dating wouldn't work or something. So you don't actually have to go through with it, but because when the more open you are, the more accepting you have to be of who you meet. And uh, okay, what uh, from your experience interviewing? Because I was interesting, and I was just I was just processing this as we're having this conversation because we've talked so many times, uh-huh. and I always think about my own when I do my show. I've interviewed over seven hundred fifty thought leaders from all different mm-hmm. areas, and I get a free education. You have interviewed so many people who are experts in the over fifty. A lot of it is relationship focused mm-hmm. dynamics. What what have you learned, and what has been the biggest surprise? as a, as a, an expert. And I think you are a qualified expert Mm. now in this area. (laughs) Uh, Well, I never call myself an expert, but I, I learn every day and I love doing the interviews. What I have learned personally, or uh, I I mean, for me. What have you gleaned? What have you gleaned from your, from this experience, from all your guests that like, wow, what's the biggest things about relationships over 50? And secondly, what was the biggest law? Aha, I really hadn't thought that. And it's like a, a wake up. It's 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 really the aspects of being too controlling or um, just being too focused on on what people think, what people like. I I released what what people think of me about two years ago, and it was just the biggest <laughs> revelation. You just kind of when, when when you let go of that, and you can be yourself, uh, be your authentic self. I think maybe that's one of the biggest things to learn is is don't be afraid to be your authentic self because that's who you are and that's who you need to bring to the table in order to make anything happen. Oh, I think that's, that is a great insight. And sometimes you mentioned the word control also kind of a last thought. I want to get your perspective on this. I've noticed that some people who are so controlling and because the world is kind of out of control that right. a lot of people try to be even more controlling on the little yeah. things that they can control, but mm-hmm. it can leave you kind of empty because you're always trying to control. And then you're right. never satisfied with what you have because you're trying to control everything and more and right. more stuff keeps happening. That's more and more things to control. And it's, it's exhaustive. 
as it well is. as it, it leaves you. Because I've noticed that being around people like that, that I feel empty after I'm dealing <laughs> with them. <laughs> I know. And that was one of my big things I had to learn when it comes to relationships and meeting. And it's kind of, I have some funny stories about that. But uh, it, that was a revelation to me that what I thought I was doing to be nice or to be helpful with men or, or, or you know, just to be supportive was just one big pain in the ass for that. <laughs> and uh, I don't think we think about that, especially, you know, our age group, especially we, we kind of, uh, we have that line between being the housewife, the, 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 you know, the one, the men are in charge to then going through the women's lip movement and all that where we are now. So a lot is still, we cater to men, we cater to men and, and whatever you want to do, but just understand that some of the behaviors or I'm talking to myself now is not supportive. It, it's, it's controlling and mommying. Don't be a mommy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so Let's just like three bullet points, the three bits of advice to uh, to daters, singles over 50. It sounds like you said, uh, be authentic, be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I said, do what you want to do. The -hmm. clock's ticking. And what would be Mm -hmm. a number three that we could both share? You've got to you've got to have a good mindset. I think it's the biggest mistake that people make in dating or the biggest obstacle is whatever mindset you bring to the table is what you're going to attract. And if you don't think you're going to meet someone, if you think all men, you know, do this or all women are like this and this isn't going to work and, you know, or or like talking well, you're talking about your ex all the time. Well, that's another thing we should talk about <laughs> is, is just, you gotta, you gotta be ready to date and not be pining for whatever happened or, or not be over that. So mindset, 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 mindset. I would almost put that as one, two, and three. Right. A fantastic conversation as always. Uh, you are an expert Silka. So don't, <laughs> don't, uh, don't second guess yourself on that. You truly are. And it's a pleasure <sighs> to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be on your show and uh, we'll do it again. I'll see you soon. All right. Robert, thanks so much. See you soon. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, terrific conversation once again with my buddy and the host of Second Act TV, the wonderful YouTube channel about relationships and dating for the over 50 crowd. By the way, I am a regular guest on Silka's show. You can catch me there. We've done, I don't know how many segments, but over a million views there and and growing. And we really have great chemistry, as you probably have uh, experienced while listening to the show and watching our show and watching me there, that uh, we really get a lot of information out there. And our goal is to help people find partners and have great relationships over 50, no matter who you are, what you are, and and, and what you want. I think it's important that uh, we all are flexible when we're over 50, we realize that we're on the clock and we have to, if we're set in our ways, we have to realize that if it hasn't happened, maybe we need to rethink things a little bit. We need to treat everybody equally as human beings. And when we're dating over 50, you know, if you're the woman and you want to make the first move, I think that's cool because you can't wait around for guys when you're over 50 because. You may be waiting forever, and sometimes guys don't read the signals that well. So it's okay to flip the script a little bit. I know a lot of women still want guys to make the first move. They want them to plan a date. That's great. But if it comes to the point where you're not getting that action that you want, 
then you've got to take things into your own hands and make your own determination and make things happen on your own. I think the most important aspect is to really change your mentality from chasing and pursuing to being open to receiving and also being adaptable to the changing dating landscape and being able to embrace the digital technology and online dating with all of its flaws. Think of it as a way of meeting new people and have fun with it and factor in the, the, the reality that you're not always going to get, you know, there's going to be some lack of truth in advertising sometimes, but that's just the way it is. You make your determination and you move on to the next person. So good luck. And uh, I wish you all the best in your pursuit for dating and a relationship when you're over 50, because it's doable. I got married over 50, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 106.5 FM, 10.50 a.m. The show rebroadcast every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Listen live, stream, download on KCAA, my podcast, Guys Guys Radio, the YouTube and Rumble, Guys Guys TV, all post every Thursday. And we're on UK Health Radio, the world's largest talk radio station, four times every weekend. So there's no excuse for you to not to be able to find Guys Guys Radio or watch Guys Guys TV. And if you enjoy the guests and content I bring you each and every week to the shows, please support us by subscribing on our platforms. Follow, review, rate, whatever. Give us some feedback. We're here for you, and we love doing the show. You can also catch me on my website, robertmanni.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. You can get them all for free. You can download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, about two dudes in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. It's fast, it's fun, it's frothy. And again, you can get three free chapters and then order the book, the digital or ebook or the physical book, out whatever you want, but you can check it out for free. Give it a test ride. You can also catch my work on uh, UK Health Radio has a digital magazine called Health Triangle Magazine. I write a monthly column. It's called Aging is a Choice. It's all about the perspective of dating that our society, uh, excuse me, of perspective of aging our society has and how we can turn it into a positive instead of something that's been the collective consciousness opinion of diminishment as we age. It doesn't have to be that, and there's a lot of personal practices I include also in my column. So thanks for your support there. I want to thank my 750-plus guests I've interviewed and had conversations with and connected with for you here on Guys Guys Radio. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Chris, and Ryan, my strategy lead. And most important, I want to thank you for being with us, uh, for the ride, for the growth, and for all the information we're bringing to people to help them live their best lives. So Guys Guys Radio, I'll see you next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>